Welcome back to another episode of Midweek Rise Up. I hope that you are all enjoying and flourishing in the organized chaos that we're in right now. But for a couple minutes today, let's put that aside. Let's rise above it, take a deep breath, and let's jump into the good news. The word for this week is comparison. I have watched firsthand this one single word completely destroy some of the most brilliantly talented people I've ever met. Just completely brought them to their knees. Whether that was admiring or lusting or craving to be someone else, it absolutely broke my heart to think that they thought of themselves as as if they were a mistake. That who they are and who they were made to be was a complete mistake. It's the one game I hate to watch someone play in. And at the same time, I hate wearing the jersey for it in my own game. Because we all do it. Comparison is a double-edged sword and there is no winning. Either it makes you feel absolutely inferior by bringing yourself down. And then on the flip side of that, it makes you feel superior by bringing down someone else. And the prideful side of comparison is just as ugly. I mean, especially as you scroll through social media, that back and forth can go from envy to pride in, in a matter of seconds. And we all have a pedestal, a platform that we operate on that we've been blessed by God to use as an influence. Don't stand on your pedestal and don't hide underneath it either. Just stand. Put on the full armor of God with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place with your shield of faith, your helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Guard your mind, your thoughts, guard your heart. We are one body, you guys, with many, many members. We all play a very important role. And if one member suffers, we all suffer together. And if one member is honored, we are all to rejoice. No one has your heart. No one has your exact mind. What you have is unique to you. Your triumph over your struggles, the battle scars that you wear that live to tell the story, those are all yours. No one has those. So don't use social media as a mirror. Shift your comparison on others and yourself to compassion. There is no better time than right now to siphon through your life, to stop the mental comparison game and just quiet your thoughts. What are you doing to yourself when you're going down these rabbit holes? It's so unhealthy. If you're looking to the person next to you, comparing yourself to their story and their life, they're not your competition. Those people next to you do not define your self-worth. Your job title and your email signature, that does not define your value. So this is what we're going to do. It's time to unlearn some old habits today and replace them with new ones that move you closer into the direction of who you are called to be. Not someone else, but you. And the first step on that list is to focus. There's a movie theater analogy that I absolutely love because it makes total sense. When you're sitting in a theater and you're watching this movie play out and you see the main character or a character that you've identified with and you're just watching this movie unfold and you're literally saying to yourself out loud, what What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Stop. Don't go there. Don't do that. Why do you keep going to the same person? We keep going back to the person that hurts you and all this stuff. If you take a minute and pretend that you're sitting in the seat and you're watching your life play out on screen. Focus on the things that work. What are some things that you would tell yourself to stop doing? Just focus on what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Be brutally, brutally honest with yourself. Even if you have to take a step back and analyze the influences that you're surrounded by, just be a student of your culture that you're in, of your environment, the institutions that you're a part of. Just watch it all play out and pick and choose the things that you see that are adding to your light and adding to the goodness in your life and the things that are detracting from that. There are only two things that comparison will ever strengthen, and those are your insecurities and your fears. 
Those are the only two things. Well, I mean, probably if you think about it, the unhealthy habits that you're trying to break away from that are fueling those insecurities. But just because someone is succeeding doesn't mean that you're failing. You have to break out of that mentality. What you set your mind to, you're going to get more of because your mindset is so powerful and the comparison game can become this never-ending cycle. And when you are aware of this cycle while you fall into the middle of it, the quickest way out of it is to say one thing, even in the moment that you're grateful for. Completely shift your thoughts. It doesn't have to be a long list. It can literally be just one thing and repeat it until your mindset shifts. And if you want to build on it, that's fine. But where I'm going with this is that you have to shift your heart back to center, being completely captivated with gratitude, purpose, and joy. Second, run your race, but honor your stride and your speed. I ran track in high school and by no means was I the best runner out there. I will fully admit that. I don't even like running, but I was just doing it to stay in shape for club basketball. And a lot of you athletes know what I mean. But when I say I don't like running, I am telling you, if you see me running, it's not voluntary. It's usually because something's chasing me. But I had this track coach and he was he was a sweet older man, probably mid-70s, super intense. Like he's ran all his life. Bless his heart. He would have thought that he was training us for the Olympics. And I'll never forget, we were at our regional match and he looked at all of us who were running the 200 and he said, listen to me, there's a lot of girls out here that are a lot faster than you. He had a, he had a beautiful way of brutal honesty. <laughs> and he said, but you'll be faster if you do three things. And of course, I'm like intensely listening, thinking that he's going to give some advice that just helps you completely shave off like three seconds and he says do not look to the side of you stay in your lane and run the race and then he leaves and I'm like those are those that's it that those are the three things nothing else like no other secret sauce there simple but I get it when you're in a position of competition and you're whether that's an athlete or you're in the entertainment industry or you're a business professional you name it I know you feel the pressure I know you do because there's times I do too. And whether that's the pressure to fit in, the pressure to be perfect, the perfect size, to look a certain way, I get it. I really do. But just make sure that that picture perfect idea that you're chasing after is not tainted by these heavy filters and body altering apps that you can get on your phone. That's not real life. Real life is messy. You are worthy of so much more than the vanity you're trying to chase after. Every time you sit there focusing and fixated on someone else's race and how fast they're running it, you're wasting time on running and winning your own race. And for every minute you give to them, that you're robbing that from yourself. Someone once said to me the other day, and I absolutely loved it, they said, don't let your ice cream melt while you're counting someone else's sprinkles. <laughs> I loved it. But remember, you aren't running against the person next to you. They're not your competition. You're running your own race. And if your speed is different than theirs, that doesn't matter. That's your speed. Keep going. The only person you need to be comparing with, if you really feel like you desperately need to compare with someone, is yourself to Christ. If at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and you can lay your head on the pillow at night saying, was I better today than I was yesterday? Now, I'm not talking about perfectionism. What I'm saying is constantly bettering yourself and improving yourself, living like Christ. That's the comparison if you must have one. And third, I want you sometime today, tomorrow, this week, I want you to create your no comparison list. The enemy will always tell you who you are not. But God loves to remind you and to tell you who you are. So I'll share with you my list. I broke it down from different Bible verses. And if you don't use Bible verses or scripture for your list, that's totally okay. Zero judgment. But I will tell you this. The most powerful way to combat the whispering lies of the enemy is with God's bold word. 
and standing firmly on it. And I just know myself and I know that if I'm going to feed myself words, I want them to be based on the truth of God's word. So that's just me. But my list starts off like this. I am formed and knit together by God. There is no comparison. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. There is no comparison. My days are written in God's book and ordained for me before one of them came to be. There is no comparison. I am deeply cherished and loved. There is no comparison. I have been chosen and appointed by God to bear fruit. There is no comparison. I have been made new. There is no comparison. I am a child of God. There is no comparison. So that's my list. I hope that you take some quiet time and write out your own. And I also challenge you to change your self-talk and put a pause on comparison if you're having trouble abruptly ending it. Don't even let it seep into your thoughts, even if it's just for a day. Try just a day. Don't let it kill the joy of the Lord that dwells within you. Don't let it affect the productivity of the kingdom work that God has created you to do, specifically you. And understanding your God-driven purpose and giving unending gratitude is the secret recipe, the secret sauce against comparison. Because God's word is the ultimate resource for spiritual growth. It's a lamp to our feet. It's alive and it's active. It's sweeter than honey and more precious than gold. And God's word is perfect and trustworthy. It's true and it's righteous. And it's one thing to know the truth, but it's a whole nother thing to actually live it out in technicolor. Remember, it's his will be done, not ours. So put down your list of why you're not good enough. Christ died for you. Do you understand the weight of that? He died for you so that you could live for him, for his kingdom, to bring glory to his name, not yours. Forgiveness happened on the cross. This has nothing to do with you. This life you live has nothing to do with you. When you became a follower of Christ, everything changed. Everything. And if you try to hang onto your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for his sake, you will save it. Not the other way around. Instead of comparison, love one another. Serve one another. Accept one another. Be hospitable to one another. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another. Live in harmony with one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Carry each other's burdens. Forgive one another. Encourage one another. Hold one another accountable. No one wins in this comparison game. You have your race, I have mine, the person down the street has theirs. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race that we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way. He put up with the cross, shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, Go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your soul. So you know what my prayer is for you? My prayer for you is that you realize you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. My prayer for you is to understand you serve a major purpose here on earth, one far greater than yourself, a purpose that transcends borders, a purpose that transcends ethnicity, business plans, a purpose that transcends opportunity zones, social media posts, human limitation. I pray that you realize one day soon that you're able to look back, and I don't say that often because I don't believe living in the past, but that you're able to look back and thank God for how it all turned out. That you're able to sit in peace and be grateful for the season you're in now, knowing there's good that will come out of it. God is sovereign. 
If you don't remember anything else from this podcast episode, remember this. God is sovereign. You are love, my friend. Go run your race. Go rise up. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that these words encouraged and challenged you and postured your heart for the rest of the week ahead. If you have a minute, go to the subscribe and review section of this podcast. Leave us a word or a Bible verse that you've been carrying in your heart throughout the week that keeps you encouraged and motivated. I really want to make this podcast review space to be an added bookmark for the simple reminder that we're all in this together and that God's got this. Feel free to share this episode with your friends, family, or on social media. And in the review section, let us know how we can be praying for you. Also, for more information on Proclaim and Lead Ministry, our Bible in 365, as well as the Falkirk Center, please click the links below. We're so grateful to have you join us right here every Wednesday on Midweek Rise Up.